Welcome to the blackout where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things and today my guest is Jennifer O'Neill and Jennifer does a couple of things and we're going to break it all down today. Yeah. Thanks for coming to the podcast Thank today. you for having me. Okay so I remember seeing on LinkedIn and it was a post about um, what Spinko was doing is like giving back in a way. Yes. I'm like holy smokes this is interesting like I don't do spinning because it looks scary. <laughs> it is not scary. <laughs> we gotta go spinning sometime. But like, Seriously. yeah, tell me. So, what, what, why did you? What was the? What's the initiative? And like, how, what was your part in setting that up? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I'm a volunteer at Shelter Movers, but also I work as a volunteer services manager for Nova Scotia, and I also spin at Spinco. And I have over 100 classes. I love the community. Incredible people, lots of love there, and um, they actually approached me about doing Spin It Forward for Shelter Movers. So the last Spin It Forward was awesome. It was on the waterfront. I think that's probably the, the post that you saw. And so a percentage of all the rides went to shelter movers directly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, what happens in Essential? What is Spin Forward? So Spin It Forward every spin Friday. Spin It Forward. Spin It Forward, yeah. So uh, that particular ride was you know, during the day on a Sunday, but every Friday at 5.30 uh, at the studio, the proceeds for that ride go to go to a charity. So every week, mm. another charity is picked. We've been fortunate at Shelter Movers where they've chosen us multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so Shelter Movers shows up a lot. Do you want to talk a bit about what Shelter Movers is? Yes. So Shelter Movers, um, we've been in Nova Scotia for three years, six years total um, across Canada, but uh, it is a volunteer-powered nonprofit. Uh, we pro provide free moving and storage services mm -hmm. for family sling violence and abuse. You know, I mean, I have friends I talk to and, and they share things like this where, especially during the pandemic mm -hmm. where... You know, every most people, some people were happy because, like, you're at home with people that you care about, and you're not tired of seeing your faces and stuff. Versus, then a friend put up a post that said something like, "There are people now that are in the worst situation they can be with in because they are trapped with their abusers. Like, you kind of have no place to go." So when you mentioned that, I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, you don't even think that's something that is needed, you know? No. Yeah. No. Um, how did you get to work uh, at Shelter Movers? So years ago, I'd volunteered with uh, SHIM, with, which is supporting housing for young mothers. And I was a single parent at the time with a young child. And I wanted to work in that community of, with young women to show that, you know, you can be a single parent and still thrive and, you know, get beyond, you know, being a single parent and, and uh, still make, you know, make your way in life. So I, I would go on outings with them. I would take them grocery shopping. I would babysit their children. Um, so that was a really great experience. Um, and then I became busy with my own life. And then my daughter's now 17. Um, and, you know, when they turn to be teenagers, they don't want to hang around with you as much. It's fine. <laughs> Spare, I thought that would never happen. But uh, it did. And I love her. She's great. Uh, but um, I found myself having some extra time and I really wanted to get back into that sector. Mm. Uh, I saw it on Facebook. And when I read the description, I thought, holy bleep um actually you can say what holy you want fuck, this doesn't exist 
what what yeah and as i was googling like you know moving services for you know mm. and it doesn't exist mm. and i thought what the hell this doesn't exist so you know if you're you know if you have to move in just a perfect situation it's very daunting for any of us to move um but imagine having to move where you know you you're afraid to leave um you probably need pl police escort or security uh, you need people to move you, you need money to move, you need a place to go. Like there's so many barriers mm. for people uh, to leave these situations. So mm -hmm. signed up, did the orientation. And one um, of my first move, it was a, it was a high risk, urgent exit move uh, with security. Oh my God. So I got, wow. I just went Talk about being baptized by fire. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, okay. And it was, you know, going in, packing everything up. You know, she had two children, so you, you know, you, when you're looking around, you can kind of piece their life together, and you know, the pictures and the, the toys, and you know, it was very emotional, and obviously she was emotional as well. Mm. Um, so pack everything up, security's there just to make sure the abuser doesn't show up and cause any issues, and but it it was a very successful move. Mm. She was she got to you know leave, um, everything went well, and you know she can start her healing with her her children. Mm. So from there, after after the third move, they asked if I would step up and be a lead mover, which means basically, you know, being the leader on a move, oh, okay. um, you know, speaking with the police or security and, you know, working with the client. Um, and I did. And I've been doing that for over two and a half years now uh, doing moves. I did one last week. <laughs> yeah. You know, you say this and it's, it's beautiful, but like it must also be heavy, right? Because each one is different. Yes. How do you handle it yeah people do ask me that and i find after depending on the type of move like i did a move last week it was a high risk urgent exit police escorted because because of the situation that um, the client was in the survivor was in and you know children and the abuser could come back as we were moving out but um you know at the end of those kind of moves i always like go to a coffee shop and just like kind of decompress and kind of you know um I just, I wish these people well, I send them love. Mm. And I just, you know, hope that that day their, 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 you know, their trauma journey, you know, the trauma can start healing and they can start healing. Mm. Um, you know, we're kind of like the last step. There's a whole, there's a whole series of things that happen before we show up at the moving truck. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like I have to be happy about it. It has to be, it's a, it's a happy thing. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh, wait, yeah. tell me, does spinning help? Spinning does help. Oh gosh, yes. Yes. I love spinning. I love spinning. Like I spin my heart out. And sometimes, you know, I will cry when I'm spinning because it's like such an emotional release sometimes. Mm. Um, and, you know, the instructors at Spinco are amazing. And like, it really is like you see on the memes and everything. It's like, you came here to change. You know, um, you know, believe in yourself. And I'm like, yeah. I'm the one who's like normally yelling a lot. Like, you know, I'm like, whoa. Like that's me. Um, yeah, if you ask any of the instructors, they know when I'm in their class, and they're like, "Jen, go, Jen, yes, Jen, yes." Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's something else um, that you do, and yes. that's real estate. Yes. And um, I think so. COVID kind of changed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And then when it started, where Nova Scotia was pretty much one of the safest places on the planet, yes. a lot of people moved and that just means, you know, prices skyrocket. Yes. What, I guess, 
with everything you do made you decide to you know get into real estate I have always loved real estate I've always owned properties I have I've been a landlord since my late 20s and I'm going to be 50 this this month so anyways the countdown is on to the big 50 um and I've always maybe not believed in myself enough to like do it mm. like you know I've always had these really great you know or sorry these positions with corporate you know corporate companies you know with the the shares and the pension and all this and the security but um I was ready to you know believe in myself um and just do it mm. and I have no regrets I am so in love with my career um I went with Angle Invokers and they are incredible the reason why I chose them is they give back to the community they they um, have a program where they buy a family a home they did that last year which is like that is Holy going shit. above and beyond yeah yeah, and yeah it's huge like no they don't mess around when they give back mm. <laughs> and uh we also support special olympics um donna harding who's the the owner of the brokerage she's a mentor for me she's an incredible woman served in the in the military um and always believes in doing the right thing my husband actually encouraged me to just to do it he said, you're going to be incredible, follow your dreams. You've always wanted to do this, do it. Mm. So I did it and I'm doing it. <laughs> and what is the process exactly? Yeah, so you uh, take the course through NSAR. Um, NSAR. is the Nova Scotia Association of Realtors. Okay. And uh, we, I had an incredible class. Um, I'm friends with everyone in this class. I, it, is it on? Was it online? No, in it was the first class in a very long time. Oh. Yeah, it was awesome. So I organized study groups. Oh um, my god! Oh yeah, we like you can't help yourself. I can't help myself. So yeah, they called me the class mother. Yeah. <laughs> they were calling me Mama Jen, which is really funny because my daughter's friends call me Mama Jen. <laughs> so I was like, that's interesting. What What's happening? What does this mean? So um, yeah, became very close with our class, very supportive of each other. Mm. Um, and yeah, studied our hearts at the last, the day before the exam, we studied for five hours at my house. Holy shit. How long is the process? It's only four months. Okay. The, sorry, sorry, four, sorry, four weeks. Sorry, four weeks. Um, then you've got to wait for the exam and then you write the exam a few weeks later after the course or some people actually waited because they just felt they weren't prepared yet. Mm. And so I, I went and wrote it right away, passed, did well and and then started the journey with Angle Invokers. Okay, so do, do you have to kind of plan for which brokerage to work for first before your exams or? Yes, you should probably have it narrowed down because to get your license, you have to be attached to a brokerage to have your license. Oh, Yeah, okay. you can't be like an independent. Oh my gosh, yeah. okay. Can you start yours or? Not yet. No, no. <laughs> I think I'm good, I'm good, I'm good where I am, yeah. Yeah, you have to, you can't just get a brokerage license from day one. So what, what of the couple in the city, big ones, yes. why did you decide to go to, with the Engel and Volkers? I went with Engel and Volkers because they have a strong sense of giving back. Mm. Um, they, uh, last year they bought a family a home. Um, so they really give back. Yeah. yeah. A family that needed a home. Um, they're working on another project like that now. Uh, they give back to the Special Olympics. Like next week, we're all going for a walk. We've raised money for the Special Olympics. Um, it's a very strong brand, and it's about integrity. Um, the owner of the brokerage, Donna Harding, is an incredible woman. Mm. I consider my her my mentor. She's been so supportive of me and, um, you know, 
supporting me throughout this journey of like learning mm -hmm. and you know holding my hand mm -hmm. and and she you know she served in the military she um actually teaches as well teaches courses and when I approached her about you know coming on board I did let them know that I worked with that was doing work with shelter movers like volunteering but also um, with the leadership team in Nova Scotia and she thought that was amazing and mm. was very happy that I had that strong sense of giving back to the community and being involved. Mm, mm. Wow. You know, it's great that you have that because I think it's important to know like what your set of values are because that makes making decisions easier, right? You know, when you have like, I don't know, six, seven brokerages to choose from, the one that was aligned with what you believe in so for me like i'm if i have an opportunity i'm like okay i can do the switch but i won't be able to do xyz even though that money looks good it's not worth it you know absolutely i've definitely worked with companies where i wasn't aligned with the values uh the leadership um i come from you know, corporate, and the, there was one picture I remember very vividly, um, where I'm the only woman in the picture. It's myself and I think ten other men, and that's been kind of my path of trail trailblazing a little bit. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, definitely, um, I feel like so comfortable there. I feel supported there. When I walk in the office, it's just like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> yeah, it sounds funny, but yeah. What is funny. a typical day like there? Typical day. Um, so, for example, today, right after here, I'm walking over to Agricola West uh, project. So we're selling uh, condos in there, which is it's a really great project by Atlantic Developments. Um, so I'll be doing an open house for the rest of the day. Uh, I've got a friend coming to look at one of the units. He's quite excited. He used to live in, he used to have a unit in um, the theater lofts. Mm. He, he misses it. So, oh, uh, yeah. It's, on Gottagen? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of see when I pass. Yeah. It's not far from the studio. So, like, it's not there anymore. Because, like, that sign is still there. The, oh, my God. Hmm, a lot of things happening in North End. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come for a tour. Come later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, so I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm going out to a property, uh, possibly listing a property that has an adjacent oceanfront um, land. So kind of doing a walkthrough and evaluation today. This morning I was um, pulling up, you know, comparables and you know what's sold in that area. Mm. So it's like investigating mm. and being with people and you know, you know making yeah, it happen the, wait when you're saying that i'm thinking well i'm thinking in my head but i'm just gonna ask like what are what are some things you see or think someone that wants to get into real estate you have like you know personality traits and and i guess skill sets definitely you have to care about people mm. definitely and and you need to put be you know putting their best interests first mm. um it's basically i feel it's serving people um, and especially with, you know, buying a home, it's such an important decision. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's about serving people, you know, detail, knowing your market, uh, being familiar with the areas, you know, what developments are going on. Mm. You know, is there a highway going through there? Is there going to, you know, you know, you have to know your area. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I've been here since I was one, so I feel like I know this area quite well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an expert. Wait, so one, like, where are you? the first year yeah i was born in montreal my mother's french canadian oh, okay. my dad's british um she passed away when she was very young when she was 44. Mm. Uh, my dad is still still alive he's he's 91. Where is, is... he's here oh, so like yeah. why did he why did he do like montreal i guess you know is french but 
what was did you ever talk about uh with him about the reason for his move oh absolutely so he uh was the vice president of uh, a, a chain of stores called called Perret in montreal that's a grocery store chain and he had the opportunity with a partner to buy into a um, convenience store chain in Nova Scotia called Green Gables mm. in the early 70s. So he did that. He grew it to 150 stores um, and he was in some of the uh, eastern states, uh, also Ontario, New Brunswick and PEI. Mm. Um, he franchised about over 40% of his stores, um, but he owned, he tried to always own the gas station, own the apartment building, the strip mall. Mm. Like when I was driving down here, you know, I, I, we drove by the Shibakdo Road Needs, and I said, that was my dad's prized <laughs> possession. And, he, and we still drive by it today. You know, how many decades later? Like, oh, I paid $100,000 for that property. Now Sobeys owns it. It's worth millions now. So um, I got to hear about all of his real estate. I think that was his passion. It wasn't so much the, the convenience stores. It was the real estate that went along with his business. Is that where that comes from for you? I would say, yeah. Mm. My parents did have rentals as well. They had uh, townhouses that they rented out. And... So, you know, he was, he loved real estate. Mm. He loves real estate. He still does. Like, wait, he still like does? No, he's, he's retired now. Oh, okay. But he does say it is the worst thing in the world and doesn't wish it upon anyone. What? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he comes from a time where working is a, I think a privilege and, you know, he's from England. He went through the war. He still tells war stories and. Mm. He's very interesting. You can have him on next time. <laughs> yeah, okay. very interesting guy. So, so I mean, I guess you know everything that you do. One thing still shines true in you know whether it's real estate, whether it's what you do at spinning or that. Is this spirit of volunteering? Where did that come from? Uh, <clears throat> my mother used to volunteer. Um, and she always, she used to, we used to always donate our clothes to add some house. Like she'd be like, okay, I'm going, I'm taking a bag, you know, get your stuff. And, mm. um, well, in a French accent, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, she did volunteer in different places as well. So mm. yeah, she always gave back and she was a very loving, loving person. Mm. She was always helping everyone. She was a wonderful person. Oh, well, yeah. So you're kind of keeping our legacy going. Yes, I got a little bit of my mother, a little bit of my father. And mm, it's kind of mixed mm. in, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have, I guess, things going the way you'd like them to go. Yeah. But are there some plans you have in place for the next couple of years or? So I started having conversations with somebody. I won't, they'll remain nameless. Mm -hmm. or, anyways. Um, I, w I really think there's an opportunity in our area to build more affordable residences. Mm. <laughs> um, I see what's happening with the housing market and um, the prices going up, up, up. But there's still there's still opportunity to, to own. And I think we just need to rethink that. Mm. Um, so I, I believe there's an opportunity for people to still get into the market and not ha have to pay 500000 mm -hmm. Um It's just having the right developers that believe in that and and uh, people that want to buy and don't, not want to rent. And I think it's a lot of the people right now that, you know, probably thought they could buy and now they're like, oh, mm -hmm. the interest rates are going up and, yep. you know, the prices have gone up. Um, but I think there there's, I'm really looking into this okay. and yeah, having conversations with people about that. No, that sounds amazing because now it makes me, I made a thing for CBC and 
um, kind of talk about housing here. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I have a friend. Um, she was an international student, came here, and now working here. And we're, you know, just talking about what home means yes. for her, right? And, I mean, she loves you here. And she's kind of talking about her experience of how she, you know, decided to move, getting... Um, she said that she was a student, not a... I want to say student hall monitor, but that's not what it yeah. is. But basically, they're kind of in charge of the residency. So you okay. kind of leave for free. Yes. And she was giving tips on how to make it work. Yeah. But, you know, all great tips. But one thing that stood out was like, you know, I'm doing good now, ETC, ETC, but owning is difficult, right? Because yes. like it's expensive, like it even just to get that down payment. Yes. So what advice would you give to someone, you know, you are doing okay-ish and I'm like, because it's crazy because there are some mortgages that are actually lower than your rent. Yes. I'm like, if I can pay this thing <laughs> monthly and I'm fine, why can't I do this exactly. for my own place, you know? I think there's an opportunity for people to get together and buy properties together. Oh. Buy it together. Why not? So there's homes that have maybe two or three units oh. or a basement or even just one, a single dwelling where there's two or three bedrooms. Why not buy it together? It was probably not your ultimate plan, like having a single dwelling, but mm -hmm. things have changed. But get into the getting, get into the market, buy mm. something. Maybe you have a friend that, you know, you're sharing a, an apartment with. Why not share a house and own the house together? Mm. Why mm. not? Like, I think people need to look at that and get into the housing market and then after that you know maybe that that's their their entry build equity stop paying rent throwing money away and then you know in two or three or four or five years pull money out mm. maybe you rent out that house at that mm. point and you buy another house yeah yeah okay well that sounds great because you know well that's something i would never think of yeah because you think you, you have no problem signing a lease right with a friend mm. why not signing a mortgage mm. it's a little more complicated but you know you're putting down half the down payment you know you're splitting the down payment maybe mm. there's three of you um I, I think people need to rethink it it's already happening in larger cities in canada mm. and i think you know based on our market now and you know the the income levels you know we could see it Wow. Okay, I think I should have like a recurring segment where we just talk about tips for real Get estate. In the stuff. <laughs> Get in the market. Yeah. yeah, you know, because I think the one that really shocked me was when you know you go on those websites and you look and they say how much you're paying and you're like, but my rent is you know yeah. four hundred or what yeah. five hundred more. So like, why can't I? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then every year. It goes down and down and down. So, you know, yeah, you're paying money to interest. But, you know, when you're paying $2,000 a month to rent, just it's going. But if you're paying $2,000, you know, a month to your mortgage, mm. some of it is going to, you know, to uh, interest, but the other is going to principal. Yep. That's that's like a bank account. Yeah, literally owning your stuff. Because, like, yes. you know, one of them, um, so I'm not going to mention is one of the biggest people here in the city. I was just doing, you know, just weird maths and i was like if they own you know x amounts of buildings every first of the month like millions of dollars just yes. jump into their account from all these hundreds of yes. houses i'm like yes God. yes oh yes <laughs> yeah pay yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man jennifer it's so great to talk to you um but before i let you go though <clears throat> 
um, you know, there's someone out there, uh, you know, a little girl, little boy or whatever. And yeah, listening or watching and they're like, oh man, she's doing all these things and doing all these amazing things. What, I guess, advice would you share with this person? First of all, be careful who you take advice from. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, that one, like, even that, I'm taking that one because, you know, I listen to a lot of people and sometimes I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah. I think you really, really have to be careful who you take advice from. Mm. They do not, they do not, you know, walk in your shoes. They have mm. not had your experiences. They don't know what you're, what you're capable of accomplishing. So I think in, in my almost 50 years of life, um, that's one thing I've become more conscious of because mm. everyone's always giving advice mm. very freely. <laughs> like everyone's an expert on everything, but I feel like you really have to be careful because mm. that can tweak your mindset mm. and mindset is everything. If you can believe, if you believe you can do something, you can do it. If you can't, you can't like, mm. you know, that saying. Mm. So I would say, believe in yourself, uh, dream big, set goals, take action, and you can make anything happen if you believe in yourself. Wow. Jennifer, thanks. Maybe I'll go to that spinning thing you've done. Yes! <laughs> I would love to go spinning with you. It's so fun. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> to the podcast so today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.